Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for April 24th, 2014. I'm your happy host, Victor Frost, and today on the show, we're going to try to keep it short for once in our lives. We've got Cherba. Hey, Cherba. When do we ever manage to fulfill our promises to keep it short? Well, we're trying. <laughs> when do we promise to keep yes, it short? Yes, very trying. Oh, I assure sh- you. Oh, you shut up, you prick. All right. Next up, we've got George. Hey, George. How's it going? It's going all right. So uh, we've got a couple of topics here for the show tonight. Two, only two, in our effort to keep things uh, keep things manageable in length. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is how uh, hardware companies, in this case specifically uh, automotive and farming manufacturers, uh, farming equipment manufacturers, are trying to leverage the DMCA to uh, to erode the uh, idea of ownership over their stuff. The gist of it is is that um, they are saying that the Digital Millennium Copyright Act uh, applies to the computer systems that are embedded in the car and that uh, modify, that repairing or tinkering the car as an owner, you know, going in there, for example, um, adjusting the, uh, the power bands and stuff um, or anything like that, is uh, is in violation of the DMCA because it is uh, it is modifying their stuff. It is uh, bypassing their security, quote unquote. Um, and it's very stupid. Thoughts. <laughs> My favorite bit about this was John Deere, who has no skin in this game at all. No one's going to be re- rooting John Deere ECUs anytime soon. <laughs> says, oh, I got something to tell you about that. <laughs> says that they argued that modifying, allowing people to modify their car computers will allow them to potentially pirate music through the onboard entertainment system. <laughs> okay, John Deere is smoking crack. <laughs> Because John, John when Deere, I want to rip a CD, I'm going to put it in my tractor. Okay, let me tell you a deep, dark secret. Okay. The most electronic thing in the van is the radio. Like, basically, all the electronics in that car amount to lights, dizzy cap, and fucking ignition system. There's no computers in there. It's just wires and spinny bits. <laughs> and the radio. <laughs> Somehow, I still magically managed to have pirate music in my car via the ancient method of burning CDs like some sort of fucking caveman. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, John Deere, you might be a little bit concerned about the wrong fucking thing. Well, I think I think John Deere is staying right in their wheelhouse. I mean, after all, what's more crucial to uh, to farming? Then, uh, apart from seeds, then moving a whole lot of shit. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were about to make a music track there, because I've got the perfect song for that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard it? It's a very traditional folk song from West Country uh, in England. Care ca- ca- to hum us a By few a bars called- there, Cherba? 
Oh, it's, it's by a band called The Wurzels, and it goes, Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester, and I'll give you the key. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 Let's whoa, whoa. Hold up. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. I, <laughs> I know that song, but those are not the words. <laughs> that, that's, no, the that's, words. Brand new key. that's brand new key by Melanie. That is... <laughs> Oh god, that song is. I thought it was a brand new. No, brand new combine harvester by the way. Oh, hold on, I thought it was a brand new roller skates. You got a brand new key. That song is ingrained in my head. What? Brand new pair of roller skates with keys. Because roller skates had to be a. Someone's gonna fucking roll you for your skates. What kind of shitty areas are you fucking skating through? <laughs> no, roller skates had to be adjusted with keys. The size and the straps and everything. It had to be adjusted with what was called a key. I just prefer to imagine there's some mad prick rolling around on fucking roller skates that have got, like, a fucking viper system on them. <laughs> you, just, you walk too close to them as they skate by and you fucking just hear viper armed. <laughs> No, it's like there. It, that, that's what it is. Yeah, they had a key that was a very simple socket wrench. That's what it was. It, that's what they were. It was came out in 1971. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I just linked you the video there for the Wurzels Combine Harvester. I, I, how do you not know the com- Wait, I know how you don't know the Combine Harvester song. I, got, I just googled Roller Skate Key, the first link was to Wikipedia brand new key. Pop song I've never heard of this. <laughs> written and sung by folk singer Melanie, which became a novelty success in nineteen seventy one to seventy two. Yeah. Also known as the roller skate song. Yeah. Okay, I need to listen to this. So <laughs> <laughs> what's this name? While, uh, anyway, while, like, while I, I, I honestly discovering. don't see the argument that they could possibly have here simply because fucking I mean an ECU, even in an old John, even, well, even in a new John Deere tractor I should say, <laughs> is basically just an extremely simple computer simpler than your MP3 player running just straight bare C. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. If come- you're unlucky it's running assembly. Do you want to know what the real reason why they don't want to release the source code is? Because then we'll see their hideously awful source code. <laughs> I'd probably believe it. It's, it's John Deere. It, it, it's, I assure you, it's gross. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's, it's just it's ridiculous. And the, the problem is, is that this, in, in a legal court, could actually be interpreted as a reasonable argument. Not because it actually is, mind you, but because I believe the vast majority of court systems in this country do not have a working knowledge of what, A, the terminology of the DMCA actually is, B, what the meaning behind those terminologies are. And I think I think the, the best article I think the best comment about this 
is is in the Jalopnik article about it. It says that, um, quote, I'm a firm believer that if you can't open it, you don't really own it. I believe in things like the Mr. Jalopy's Maker's Bill of Rights, and I firmly believe that everyone who owns a car has the right to work on their car. If a manufacturer wants to void a warranty, fine. That's the risk we take. If they want to make safety and emissions modifications harder to do, but still accessible for independent repair shops to work with, okay, hell. If they even want to stop selling cars entirely and just lease cars with the understanding that the driver doesn't truly own the vehicle they're free to do that too but if i buy a car i should always be free to fix or modify that car even if it's a terrible idea that gets me 20 horsepower and 11 miles per gallon it doesn't matter it's my car Mm. i should emphasize that last point most of anything that you would modify in your car's computer you would make worse yeah I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Like, oh, well, then again. <laughs> it's like people who it used to modify their carburetor. Usually they just make them bog. <laughs> hey, man. My fucking van runs like a dream. <laughs> yeah, no. You know what you're doing. But 99 other people That's have right. no idea what they're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is extraordinarily debatable, my friend. <laughs> I to think I'm just very lucky. <laughs> okay, no, I do know somewhat what I'm doing, but still, like, you know, <laughs> I think basically the thing is that you're going to make it worse for general use because things come out of the factory mostly programmed for general use. And if you tune your ECU for a specific purpose, say, you know, taking it down a strip, it's going to suck shit on the road. Because you've tuned it to do one thing really well instead of all things pretty well. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's not a carburetor. It can actually do all things. It's, it's pretty amazing what they can do these days. But I get what you're going at. Yeah, I mean, it's like most yeah. cars come out of the factory with their suspension tuned towards understeer, not oversteer. And so, comfort. And I comfort. Mean, so if by, you... by the automakers, I've already ruined my car. Yeah. I think my car came from the factory ruined. <laughs> As I've mentioned many times before, my car's m- the most famous attribute of my fucking vehicle is that they caught fire in great numbers. <laughs> and that they caught fire so badly and so often that after five recalls, they just went, fuck it, and crushed the lot. <laughs> That is why you will never see, or well, you may see if you're very lucky, one of my vans in America because they crushed everything they caught fire. <laughs> well, unfortunately for my car, which had the unfortunate uh, fate of living on, they nicknamed the carburetor the Bograjet because of how bad it would bog all the time. Also, I may add that uh, in the local vernacular here, going to the bog or having a bog would also mean that you're going for a shit. Mm. I think that's what is entirely appropriate. Yeah, that is that's a that that's exactly what I thought as well. It's just well, in in like if you know about carburetors in America, bog just means the engine goes "Eh," and just does nothing. We use the exact same terminology here. It's just that we have much more complex slang that can mean anything. Yep. 
Well, I mean, all of this just really, it, it comes to the, the point that in, in modern day, like when it comes to, um, when it comes to like your cell phone, for example, when you first turn on the cell phone, one of the first things you do is accept a set of terms and conditions that is mm. granting you a license to a license to use a key crucial important part of the device that cannot be realistically be separated like for example it's very difficult for if you have an android phone it's very difficult if not impossible altogether to say for example install windows phone os on it because it's just core to it so in reality if the manufacturer if google ever wanted to impose its you know its ability to revoke your license to use their OS what they would effectively be doing is taking away your phone if not what they literally do hmm. I don't think Google could do that no not realistically oh, but in their license in in the license for the OS that you accept when you start it up you are licensed well, no. that OS I, I agree. Oh, I agree only in the fact that Android, like you use Google specifically as an example, and that's the only one I have issue with. You know, Apple and Windows can definitely do this. Yeah. But Android is built on a lot of open source technology, so I don't think they actually have that way. Right. I don't well, think they can take it away. Well, they could take away the bits that they own, <laughs> which yeah, would still take away which services and all the other parts that they own which would then render the phone effectively inoperable. But in order to... And here's the thing. A lot of this stuff would be embedded in the ROM of the phone. So they would have to take mm. away the whole phone. But what I'm saying is that the, the legal terminology is no longer in pace with the previous generation of consumer ideologies, if, if I buy a thing, I own it. It used to be the case where you buy a television and you could either have, you know, the manufacturer repair it if it broke, you could call a repairman to repair it if it broke, or you could go in and repair it yourself. And for some people, this may still be the case, but in a lot of cases, the technology these days have become a very much black box. You can't go in there, for example, and you know, replace a bursted cap on, you know, on your television mainboard without having a really specialized set of knowledge. It's not like in the no. 1950s and 60s, you're going and just, you know, replace a vacuum tube or whatever. You want an anecdote on just that exact thing? Go for my it. My dad George. had a board. My dad had a board go out on his television. He found a replacement board online, ordered it, put it in. The TV now just turns itself on. It won't stay on. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I had this. I had the same experience for a television we had. We ended up get, about getting a replacement board for it. It was one of the. It was the power board in it that you know we were reasonably sure died, and it turned on for a second, and then it shut back off again. It was the same freaking deal. This is like the opposite. I guess it's the better problem to have if you're going to have a problem with the TV turning on or off. Having it turn on all the time is good because then you can just okay. plug it. Let me tell you something. You know what John Deere is getting in on this? 
because they're the Wait, biggest. Wait, does John have a luxury set of tractors? <laughs> no, here's John Deere's skin in the game. Okay, they don't want a precedent that says that they can't do this because they're already doing this. Hmm. They're already trying to lock you out of working on your own tractor with various DRMs and locks and all sorts of shit like that because much like, say, uh, Mercedes, getting your fucking John Deere, your new John Deere equipment serviced is incredibly expensive. It makes them a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why they're doing this, to stop you from servicing your own tractor, is because they make so much fucking money making you service the tractor through them. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate terminant on vertical integration. I mean, Apple, that's half of Apple shtick right there. If you If your Apple computer breaks, you can take it to someone else. Sure, maybe they can fix it. But if you want a guaranteed fix, you take it to Apple. Okay, <laughs> I'm not so convinced that the Genius Bar are living up to their name. No, no, they're not. No, that's not it. That's why they replace rather than repair. That's that's why that's the majority of stuff that they do. Has, my but sister has a lazy drive, right? Right. It doesn't work with her Mac anymore. It doesn't work with any Mac anymore. The Genius Bar people are like, oh, yeah, we'll just replace the cable because they've replaced the cable twice now. Replace the cable still doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what does work? Plugging it into a Windows PC, it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So where are but, we going with this? No, it was just, no, just it wasn't. It wasn't going anywhere. We're just discussing it. It was a discussion. It's not like we can affect change on it. I mean, there is that. Yeah, okay, fine. Here, we're going to affect some change. People, listeners of Friday Night Party Line, click the link to in the show notes to go sign the EF to go sign the change.org thing petition. Actually, there is an EF Hold on, there is an EFF petition you can sign for. This. Yeah, you can go sign that petition and, you know, voice your opinion on voice your opinion and your stance on this uh issue. Do we have a doobly-doo? We do have a doobly-doo. Yeah, of course we... George, we are professionals. Of course we have a Um, (laughs) doobly-doo. We have... You can go click the link in the show notes in the doobly-doo to uh, fight for your right to repair your car. Uh, It's a petition. So you can go do that. That is how you, the Friday Night Party Line listening, could go affect change. Go for it, George. Another anecdote about uh, modifying your car's ECU. So, I actually did this. I hacked into my Saab's ECU many years ago mm-hmm. uh, and found the tables that controlled the ignition timing. I went, aha, I will advance my ignition timing and thereby gain horsepower. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> but it didn't work. One, it didn't work. It didn't gain any power. And two, when I went and I actually looked at the ignition advance... The computer had looked at what I had done, said I was a spanner, and pulled the ignition timing back to where it was when I started. (laughs) 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 So, no, you idiot, you're making it knock. Stop that. (laughs) By comparison, I managed to limp my van to the mechanics to get my throttle cable repaired after my throttle cable snapped by... 
by hoiking up the fucking engine cover, which is inside the cabin, and then just running it by fucking having my thumb on the throttle on the engine while I was wearing gloves, <laughs> and just fucking thumbing down the throttle whenever I wanted to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, so the ultimate. Uh, I guess the solution is that if you are. Um for the ultimate solution against uh, manufacturer manufacturer DMCA fuckery is um, to have a car with no ECU to have a purely mechanical car oh god no absolutely not because here's what you can do (laughs) you can take the ECU off your car and simply install an aftermarket ECU with no such problems in it. Uh, uh, not in the United States. Bullshit. No, you can't. It is bullshit. It is bullshit, but it's also no completely illegal. There, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what is stopping you from just grabbing, say, a uh, fucking Holly EFI system and just whacking it on your car? Because, like, I've, I've seen some of the testing equipment they use in California. they got this fucking thing they fucking strap to the back of your car and, like, uh, zip-tie Cal- a thing to your tailpipe. California is different, but yep. the rest of the U.S., all they do is they plug in a thing to your computer, and it reads the computer data, and uh, uh, you get a pass or fail based on that. And there actually are people who uh, illegally modify their Subarus and illegally remap the stock computer to just pass emissions. <laughs> There's a box you can check in the the, uh, the third-party software that they made to do this that says pass emissions. <laughs> and all it does is if anything comes a-knocking and asking, hey, OBD2 system, are you passing emissions? It goes, yep, everything's grand. <laughs> I suspect you may have all my oxygen sensors and the catalytic converter. It's great. <laughs> And it's running freaking straight pipes and, you know, a wide band O2 and all kinds of craziness. <laughs> I suspect you may be able to do this with other ECUs. It just may be harder. Yeah. But the thing is, like yeah, I said, the thing is, like I said, if, if cops catch you with an aftermarket ECU, at least in the state of California, they will crush your car. Whoa. Yeah. So just make sure they don't catch you. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, what? What's the problem? <laughs> the rest of the country, just just for reference here, the rest of the country, uh, tampering with the emission systems on your car is at max a federal crime with a fine of two thousand dollars. I think yeah. something like that. It's it's not you know crush your car worthy though. I mean, if your car's worth five hundred bucks, I suppose yeah. It's like oh yeah, take it, crush it. I'm not paying a two thousand dollar fine. See, see, that now makes it confusing because I know for a fact that it's perfectly legal to get an engine that doesn't have an ECU and put an ECU on it. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's a legal. that's a com- I think that's a completely different situation, which includes crate motors. I might add. Yeah. If you get a brand new crate motor that doesn't have a fucking ECU and put an ECU on it that's aftermarket, I don't give a shit. Well. That's if your car was pre-emissions control. Yeah. So if you have a car that was built before 
65, I believe. I think it's 65. It's what's called pre-emissions control, and that is they didn't do anything in this time to regulate emissions because they were in denial that the smog in California was caused by cars. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, you, it's still to this day exempt. And if you get a car in California that was made in 1960, you can do anything. Oh, yeah. Literally anything. And they cannot stop you. Okay. <laughs> well, do, uh, in an attempt to... uh just in- have rolling coal. <laughs> Just have it throwing literal lumps of coal out the side. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> okay, well, in, in an attempt have to a fucking okay. steam engine. So I think we've uh, we've we've exhausted this topic. Um, <laughs> in an attempt to keep the show time uh, on the I lower side. <laughs> in an attempt to keep the show time. You're the uh, worst person in the world. <laughs> I am. We should do uh, a podcast together. You know, just just saying. In an attempt to keep the, the show time the low. Uh, the heard, next topic. Have you heard of the bullshit that's going on with? <laughs> what? you got to remember that Sherba is a quarter second behind us. Victor. I know. I know. <laughs> have you heard about uh, Adam Sandler how has had all these extras walking off the set of his latest comedy movie? Yes, yes, I have. I haven't looked into it, but I keep seeing that headline everywhere. Something about offen- something about saying well, making offensive remarks against women and elders and Native American cast members walking off. Gorka's defamer site has published has got a copy of the script and published the jokes, and they are truly abysmal. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, yeah, uh, next man, topic is it <laughs> next topic? Um, is it morally wrong to buy knockoffs of products? That is the question. No. Next question. Wait. Okay. Hold up. Because <laughs> the easy because the easy <laughs> answer is that it is morally wrong to buy knockoffs because you are you are take you are contributing to you know counterfeit products which is you know the using of i mean legalities of trademark infringement aside they're you know stealing the innovations of other people when they should rightfully have it in this case you know like for example in um knockoffs of like say a knockoff well, i can't say arduino because those are they encourage knockoffs in that product and fashion doesn't really have a copyright for patents for for patterns I don't know. Say knockoff yeah, cell phones. Yeah, they do. They're, no, yeah, there's no. totally knockoff Gucci things, right? No, but those, but those are knockoffs because they're using that's a, the logo. That's, that's a trademark. That's trademark. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you can make a bag that is the exact same design as a Gucci bag, and if it doesn't have Gucci logos on it, then it's kind of questionable as to whether that's really a knockoff bag or whether you're just <laughs> not, or whether you're just being dodgy and using their design. Whether you've just made a bag of your own design. Yeah. Hmm. So so why is uh, why are knockoffs not why why are buying knockoffs not morally um, moral like okay fine say you go buy a say you go buy a knockoff Gucci bag right. And it's got their trademark oh. and everything on it. Okay. Is it is it wrong to do that? 
to to buy something that is that to knowingly buy something that is that you are aware is not the thing it claims to be and knowing that you are in effect taking away the profit from the company that you would otherwise buy that product from well okay let's be honest if you are going to buy a knockoff Gucci bag are you really going to buy a knockoff <laughs> Gucci bag when you can afford a real Gucci bag you know what I have I do know I have met some people who have done that like people people in Glendale and such who could afford a you know a, a Louis Vuitton bag and then going and buying a knockoff just because it was cheaper yeah but the knockoffs for those are like a lot cheaper yeah but like they could but they could easily afford buying the real thing here's the thing with fashion it's kind of weird because buy like if it, you were buying a nice well-made thing and it's an investment and you're going to keep it 10 years that seems you know buying the knockoff seems morally long but with fashion things go in and out of fashion in six months i mean it's like it seems almost fiscally irresponsible to buy the trademarked thing. And let's also not forget that it's not a case of buying the high-quality, fucking last-forever, top-notch goods yeah. versus buying the low-quality knockoffs. It's a case of buying the low-quality goods with a logo on it that costs you a ridiculous price versus buying the low-quality, you know, you barely acceptably made goods for a price that's actually reasonable for how much it costs to manufacture the fucking thing. It's like for Mike... Because a lot of these knockoffs are coming out of the same goddamn factories. <laughs> you would be stunned at how leaky the fucking process is of making all these designer bags and designer everythings. Yeah. So they might even be the exact same bag, it's just that they didn't get put in the distributor boxes. Exactly. They just don't have the this is official Gucci label on it, which they attach elsewhere so that people can't steal official Gucci bags. Interesting. Just mm. as one example. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, yeah. If I want to buy, like, for example, an intake manifold for my car, I can buy a cheap Chinese one for 50 bucks. It's not going to work very well. Or I can buy an Edelbrock one that's, you know made in America, and it actually works properly, and it's a lot more expensive. It's like $200. What, what, what should I buy? The one that fucking works, of course. Yeah. That's the thing. You pay for quality. Yeah. And see, that's the other thing. There's a lot of knockoff goods, like watches especially, mm -hmm. where you're buying the knockoff product, but you also know you are buying a lower quality product that will fail in fucking six months. There's even a saying here as silly as a two-bob watch, as in, you know, fucking knockoff watches are bad quality, they go a bit silly. <laughs> but uh, the watches you most often see replicated are extraordinarily expensive watches where you are paying for quality. Like, you know, you'll see, see a knockoff Rolex, you'll see knockoff... Yeah. Things that people are never going to be able to afford because they're fucking $50,000. <laughs>
I wish I could afford a $50,000 watch. I wouldn't pay $50,000 for a watch. Yeah, but think of where you could be in your life if you could afford a $50,000 watch. Yeah. Nah, I know exactly I'm not where, I'd, where be. I can... I'd be $50,000 richer than the motherfucker who bought the $50,000 watch until <laughs> I wouldn't fucking buy it. It's like, I, I, to be honest, I'm not at the point in my life where I can afford a $50,000 car, let alone a watch. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I, can think I would probably spend stupid money on some fucking ridiculous bullshit for cars. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So I, I'm maybe a little bit hypocritical there, but yeah. <laughs> but it, Would it's... you have a ten-second car? <laughs> ten-second car? Fucking! I'd have a two-second car. <laughs> I'd stick a fucking jet engine in something. It'll take it'll take a minute know, to just, rev up, but once you go, I would do the dumbest shit that would make fucking Jay Leno shit his pants. You know what I I'd do? Rich. You know what I'd do? I'd build like 30 of those cycle uh, cycle cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd fucking build <laughs> motorbikes. You would have the world's like most dangerous car tracks. <laughs> I'd like fucking get a Suzuki Mighty Boy and put a fucking V8 in it. Oh, not you no. too. <laughs> Victor, I take an auto crossing. Victor, you need to build I'd 30 of those carts. That's what I'd do. You need to build 30 of those carts and then hand out for safety equipment those leather caps with <laughs> Oh, God, the workshop I'd have. It would be incredible. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. I'd be able to do crazy shit like make fucking foamed titanium. Oh, honeycomb titanium. Trevor's gone crazy. Trevor's got the right idea. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I mean, there's like, um, it, there are markets, the like, for example, uh, like in China. <laughs> Go into the home of uh, knockoffs itself. In China. Sorry. You uh, give me a second to finish my. Let me just finish my thought real quick. There, the reason people are buying these cheap knockoffs that they know are poor quality is it's just for the look. They don't yeah, give a shit if yeah. it works. They don't give a shit about buying the actual thing. They just want people to think they bought the actual thing. Yeah, fashion is. I, I feel like fashion almost gets an exemption on this topic because it's so freaking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know. I mean. I think fashion, I think part of the thing with fashion is, yeah, Trevor, you're absolutely right. They're buying it for the look of it. But at the same time, that does not exempt it from the the question of whether or not it's right to do so. I mean, not that the people who, I mean, not that many people are actually putting too much thought into it. I mean, the, the bigger moral question for a lot of these is that, oh, the knockoffs are made in, in even worse Chinese sweatshops for some reason, you know? <laughs> Three quarters of the time they're made in the same fucking sweatshop. <laughs> but like, it's uh, not even yeah. an identical sweatshop. The same the one. The same one. <laughs> But there are like cases where little, like um, little fucking Timmy who sewed your Nikes also sewed those dodgy <laughs> knockoff Nikes because he didn't know the to difference. Fool the fucking sneakerheads with yeah the the not the dodgy knockoff Nikes were the uh, the ones that were otherwise rejected by quality control you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of shit that makes it onto the fucking the counterfeit market is that all of the rejects and all the shit like that, that's oh. the stuff that gets sent out to people who are making counterfeit goods. Oh. All they do is just fix the defect. Oh, or oh, at least hide oh, it. oh, oh. I think we have hit upon an unexpected, uh, an unexpected uh, moral conclusion on this. Perhaps it is in fact more moral to buy the counterfeit goods because you're preventing uh, manufacturing waste and improving uh, environmental efficiency. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a creative twist. <laughs> saving the planet. Saving like the it. planet. One ca- no, that's, that's saving. Kind of a saving. Saving the planet. One Louis Vuitton at a time. Well, at least we all know where Victor is going to buy his Louis Vuitton handbags. Oh fuck! I hate Louis Vuitton. The only thing about stuff. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> the only thing about I've seen like a lot of those Louis Vuitton bags. The only thing I like about Louis Vuitton is that super flat monogram commercial thing where they had Fantastic Plastic Machine making the soundtrack for it. That was the. That's the only thing. Those that shit was nice. <laughs> I don't even know what a Louis Vuitton bag would look like. It looks stupid, like a rain, like a unicorn barfed on it. Except it only barfs in letters and little flat patterns. It's stupid. I don't even know. I I can't Google it because I can't even spell it. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Is it French or Italian? Uh, it is French. <laughs> Because, I mean, you got to be honest, it could be either there just by going by that name. No, it's, like, it's uh, definitely uh, French, George. Here, there's there's a picture of the Louis really? Vuitton pattern right there. I what? reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> what are you substituting? No. That is... No, no, no. <laughs> That it's black and white and checkered. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I was like, what the heck is that? That's awful. But people actually pay for that on a bag? But because yes. of the name. That's why they do it. To be fair, that for a long time, they were in gold rather than fucking My Little Pony Chic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the gold ones actually did look quite nice. Yeah, the as gold long one, as they didn't overdo the pattern. The gold ones are are rather elegant looking, but I've seen. I can so imagine it in gold, but oh, it's still. Oh my goodness! What fresh hell is this? Hang on. I assume you're going to tell us, Victor. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Since do. This is a podcast. Yes. Yes. What, what I'm at. going to show you here. I'm showing the guys, but I'm going to explain to you, podcast listeners, is a. Uh, it is a gun, but uh, it is a pistol. But the grip is leather and emblazoned with the Louis Vuitton pattern. It is horridious. It, it is 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 hideous and horrendous. It is horridous. So and there's a wealth of PPK. Yeah, what they've yes. done is they've put a French pattern on a British gun. Yep. Actually, American gun now. And the gun has a uh, has a golden has a gold plated. No, trigger. I'm sorry, it's, it's 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 German. Walter's German. Yes, yes, it is. 
I'm yeah, sorry. Actually, no, Victor's right. It's got not only a gold-plated trigger, but a gold-plated fucking mag release <laughs> and what <laughs> looks to be a gold-plated hammer. hammer. Yeah. <laughs> not only did whoever do Shoot this it. have no taste in guns, they've got no taste in fucking fashion. That's no. just gaudy. That's terrible. <laughs> Fucking horrible gosh! It's almost—it's almost as mom. ugly. It's almost as ugly as the gold iPhone that that they made for what was it like ten thousand dollars? Gold plated iPhone. They made a gold plated iPhone. I think it was a gold plated iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Hold on. Ugly as sin. And I will bet you that the person who owns that weapon is American. I will. I will. I bet they bought this. it for their girlfriend. I'm going to look into this because only America could produce something like that. Because America is the same country that produced My Little Pony AR-15s. <laughs> That's how you truly know something's popular in America. You print it on an AR-15. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's a bunch of these gold yep. iPhones. <laughs> Okay, well we are going oh that's uh that's the end of the show for the uh for the evening. We will catch you all uh we will catch you you guys will catch us next week when we do uh acceptable vices. Nelson will be back with us. He had uh, an, a um unexpected thing come up tonight. Uh but thank you Cherba and thank you George for providing us with a entertaining and a wonderful episode. We'll catch you guys next week. Also if you listen what? carefully you will note that Victor this week did not say, "We'll see you next week." I was ac- him well. I was actually just <laughs> about to. We will see you next week on Friday Night Party Line. Good night, everybody. Good night.